Hello, I'm Daryl Bragg, President of RD Energy, and welcome to the November 2023 RD Energy Stay Current newsletter. We want to talk about, of course, natural gas and electric prices, but hey, this, you know, we're moving into winter, and we know that temperatures definitely matter. What, you know, as we're looking going into November, we, we have some colder patterns, but we're going to see some flip-flopping back and forth. We're going to see some colder temperatures followed by some warmer, then followed by the, some colder again. And probably right now, it's a, we might see it a little above average later in the month uh, as we move toward Thanksgiving. But hey, it's, a, it's always a forecasting is always difficult because we never know what, you know, weather blocking is going to happen and how the different ridges work. So weather is always changing. And so as the temperatures move, uh, you know, that affects natural gas and electric prices. So, but in a short term, you know, we're seeing some, you know, very positive things uh, in, in regards to prices. We, we know that our natural gas storage is getting pretty close to full. We have a, in the country, we have about, about 4 TCF, 4 trillion cubic feet of storage capability. We're going to get up to about 3.8 TCF going into this winter, which is a very stable and a comfortable level. Last winter, we went in at around 3.6. Um, uh, this year, we also know that our production has been strong enough that uh, it's been able to meet this extreme uh, hot temperatures we had in the south and southwest. Uh, we, they were gobbling up natural gas this summer, and on top of that, they we had enough natural gas being produced to meet that demand as well as inject into storage and then ship about 12 BCF a day of LNG across the across the world. So we have um, strong enough L, uh, natural gas production going on and keeping prices somewhat, you know, steady. We have seen since February when prices bottomed out, we have seen a, a slow and steady increase over the rest of the summer of natural gas prices. We're seeing some day, a day or two dips below, followed by some day or two surges as new elements enter the picture. But overall, the trend has been slowly trending up since that February bottoming out, but nothing near what prices were last fall when we had nearly historical you know, price levels. So, hey, we, we want to look forward to say where do gas prices go and electric prices go now. Because remember, electric prices is the key driver to electric. And so where, where natural gas prices go, so does electric. But before we go forward, let's look back just a little bit and say, where were prices prior to the fall of 2022? And we can we know back in uh, after COVID of you know prices bottomed out during COVID, and then you know by early April, January to April 2022 uh, or 2021, that is, we saw prices pretty stable, saw them at a, a rate where we were getting, seeing customers get fixed rates below five cents a kilowatt hour, below 50 cents a CCF, sometimes on the lower end, close to four cents and, and close to 40 cents a CCF and, and sometimes even lower than 40 cents a CCF and stuff. So 
that was a whole different world. And I don't think we're going to get back to that anytime soon. We are, you know, when we got into the fall of 2022, we saw prices, you know, fixed rates going into the, you know, eight cents a kilowatt hour, nearly double what they were in early 2021. And we saw natural gas prices up in the uh, maybe under, you know, 80 cents a CCF. Some for short term, 12 month offers, we saw them, you know, close to 90 cents a CCF. So, we're not there, fortunately. Prices have softened, so we're seeing prices today uh, under seven cents a kilowatt hour, probably between six and seven cents a kilowatt hour, and between you know sixty, you know, you know, sixty cents to CCF to seventy cents to CCF. Not anything close to where they were back in um, you know early twenty twenty one, but uh, but much better than last year. So. When we look forward, we say, hey, what's going to happen this winter and beyond? This winter, we, we are entering an El Nino weather pattern. It's not going to be a super strong one. It looks like it's going to be a moderate El Nino. And El, a moderate El Nino uh, will give us some flip-flopping of temperatures in, as we go. And But overall, you know, they've kind of done studies looking back 30, 30, five years at all the different El Ninos uh, that's happened over the many years and looking at um, water temperatures in different places and looking at different patterns, they try to identify what does the upcoming El Nino look like based on certain, all the different ones back in, you know, the past 30, 35 years. And so the, the, uh, if you look at our newsletter at the top of it, we have a picture on it and it shows kind of the temperature forecast based on all those different studies looking back at the past history of what did the winter do during El Nino's uh, over certain patterns. When it's a really super, uh, very strong El Nino, uh, we normally get very warm in the uh, Midwest and Northeast, but we're not going to have that right now. It looks like we're going to have a moderate El Nino, so we, we'll get a little bit more cold coming in, but we'll probably see again the flip-flopping. But what we're going to see in the country is probably very dry, very warm, western half of the U.S. Probably see a very, very wet, stormy south-southwest area of the country, and a lot of those storms will move up the east coast and turn into... Uh, nor'easters if they run into cold temperatures and stuff coming down at the same time the storms are coming up. So it's right now it's forecasted that the northeast might see a a higher number of nor'easters and get some pretty good snow dumps uh, throughout that area. So, um, but again, we're going into winter uh, with strong storage. We won't probably see anything too severe uh, as far as temperature-wise. We may get some um, some, um, you know, short polar vortexes. We may get some of that because, uh, again, with an El Nino and all this stuff, the, the polar vortex uh, wind, wind stream going around through there is weakened. So we may see some polar plunges come down into the U.S. that might be, you know, short-lived. But uh, so you could get some pipe pipeline constraints. You could get some well freeze-offs that cause some surging in the cash market a little bit. But probably, again, we're probably in decent shape that the natural gas is got is ample enough that we won't see anything too dramatic. But we have to then look at going into the future. 
what does 2024 and beyond look like? And one of the things we have to look at is that maybe a couple different looming things. One is, you know, we already know that uh, natural gas prices are trading for the winter of 24, 25. We're already seeing prices out there uh, trading nearly a dollar per MMBTU higher than what prices are trading for today for this winter. So, you know, that makes twelve makes 24-month offers higher than 12, and we see prices even for 25 and 26, the winter of 25, 26, even a little higher than that. So, um, so if you look at a two-year price, it's going to be much higher than a one-year, and a three-year price is higher than a two. So the question is, should we just lock into a 12-month offer? Well, we also have to keep looking out into the future and say, is there a reason why these prices are so much higher out there? And one of the looming factors that we have to keep in mind is that, you know, um, LNG exports uh, all summer, you know, shipped at around 12 BCF a day, mainly because there wasn't enough natural gas to, to meet our maximum capability. That's around 15 BCF per day. So right now, since the heat of summer has dissipated, we're now seeing LNG exports now getting up back up to 14 BCF, 14.5 BCF, heading toward our maximum capability as we try to get more gas over to Europe and Asia heading into winter. Uh, again, they you know they need natural gas, and although it's right now their storages are you know full. Uh, then our LNG acts a lot like floating storage. It goes over in tankers, and a lot of it is a floating storage for them to pull from if uh, if and when they get colder temperatures. Again, they're, they're in the same El Nino weather pattern. Right now, their temperatures so far have been pretty mild, so they're in good shape. But 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 the, but the point I wanted to make was by next by late next year, our export capability of LNG is going to grow from about 15 BCF to 20 BCF. And so that can be a real game changer when it comes to natural gas prices. So the big question, corresponding question is, can natural gas keep pace with this growth in LNG export capability as well as meeting our domestic manufacturing demand and meet our make our meet our summer storage and meet our growing exports to Mexico and you know uh, you know meet our whatever air conditioning power generation because natural gas is the number one fuel source for power generation so natural gas is not just a winter time fuel anymore it's a year-round fuel and it's becoming um, very uh, important, uh, both domestically and globally. And so the big question mark looming is, can natural gas production uh, grow to the point that it can meet all that demand heading into next winter? Because this winter, we're in good shape. It's next winter and beyond, that's the big question mark. And that's one reason the prices already have probably built in a premium. And then it's another reason why we may see prices when we know that the LNG plants are really definitely coming online in the fourth quarter of 2024, then we may see, and then there's, and there's question marks about can the U.S., you know, um, production keep pace with all of that. 
then we might see, you know, prices start to elevate in the last half of 2024, heading into that uh, winter of 2024, 25, especially if that, cap- you know, with that LNG growth capability. So we know that it's easy to look at 12-month fixed rates and say, wow, there looks so much better than, say, 24 or 36. And And while that's true, we can't look, we don't want to also, we don't want to get caught up into the late 2024 uh, fixing a rate now for 12 months for natural gas or electric and seeing prices then really escalate as we move into those 12-month renewals. So our advice would probably be if you are going to do a 12-month fixed rate and starting it pretty soon or you're going to start it by next April and you want to go ahead and just lock into 12 months, okay, that makes some sense. But it's also something that we need to start talking about beyond that time period sooner than later. And so uh, probably by spring, we'll know what kind of winter we've had. Well, did we have a warmer than normal winter? And thus, where are prices at that point? So by spring, we should already be already gearing up and looking at prices long term to uh, to be we don't to be well in good shape before we get to that point where prices could start escalating as that uh, as that capability of LNG exports grows by 5 BCF, you know. So there's things that we got to keep in mind, you know, uh, looming ahead. We always have to keep the vision of the future. We Again, we always say timely buying is what's critical for customers. And uh, we need to make sure that when we're looking at prices, we're buying it strategically, buying it. And if uh, some things we can layer in uh, some purchases, uh, for especially on the electric side, uh, we don't have to always buy everything at one moment in time. We can buy it some now, some later, and so you can do a little dollar cost averaging. So again, strategy is important. Um, we don't we know our customers can't know everything about energy, but I think they hopefully know that we try to be there for them, watching it, keeping them informed, and trying to help them buy strategically so they still stay ahead. The other issue is, you know, we have a lot of customers that have really good prices and they're going to have some sticker shock when they know, when they see that the market uh, is higher than it was back in early 2021 uh, when we locked in sometimes deals all the way through the end of 2026. And so they're going to see a substantial increase. But again, they've they've done extremely well between now and next year and the next couple of years. So it's it's education it's uh knowing that the we're watching the trends and keeping them updated and that i think that's what sets us apart from our peers and that we uh, in working so closely with you so we always want you to know that if you have questions if you have any type of uh thoughts of concerns or anything about the market we're always a phone call or email away so again we thank you for listening to our a newsletter this month, and um, we look forward to uh, catching up with you soon. We'll talk to you later. Bye.